0: Yeah, hello, I'm Fran,
1: and I'm one of the curates here at St. Nick's. It's so good to be here, isn't it? There is a lovely feeling in the building this morning, uh, but it's great that you're joining us too, maybe on the sofa, in the kitchen, wherever you are. We're joined together as family, as the body of Christ on our birthday. Now, let me just ask you a question. Ever think that you have said something to someone, but they have heard something completely different? Like, you're speaking different languages. I want to show you a greeting card that someone gave my husband for his birthday, and I'm hoping that that will come up now because this makes me chuckle. Just have a read of that. You're just not on the same page. Um, sorry to trot out a bit of male stereotyping there, but you know, eventually you do end up learning to speak the same language as your other half, don't you? And you know that when they say, don't spend a lot of money on me this birthday, don't go to any trouble, you know what they mean. So today it's Pentecost, and this is a fantastic pivot point in the life of the church. As Steve said, the Holy Spirit is poured out and the church is born. They're made into a new people. But today, I want us to focus on these verses. From verse four, uh, it says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. How is it that each of us hears them in our native language? We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. So you've got act one, scene one, of the new Christian church. And what does God do through this newly given Holy Spirit? What's the first thing he does? Is it a load of miracles? Is it healings? Is it feeding the poor? No, the first thing God does is to push the news of Jesus and who he is out. It's evangelism really, isn't it? And we can see right into the heart of God here. The Spirit's job was to communicate in ways that could be understood. And we can see that God really means business with this communication business because uh, of when it happens. So Pentecost, we call this Pentecost Sunday, it was already a Jewish festival called Pentecost or Shavuot. Shavuot. And that was one of three festivals where the firstborn Jewish males were expected at some point to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So like Passover, it was absolutely packed, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, We see in verse 5, they were were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So every nation that they would have known about in their world. I've got a map. For those of you that like maps, you're the ones that when you arrive on holiday, you've got to get a map out and pinpoint where you are. Um, You can see here where they've come from. This is the area around Jerusalem, and they have traveled from all over, from as far as Rome and Asia and uh, Arabia, a lot of nations. And in those days, of course, no YouTube, no 24-hour news. God chose this moment, to get the news of who Jesus was and what had happened to the most people. He wanted this news to go viral. And we can be so encouraged by this. We can be encouraged by seeing that Jesus is in the business of speaking your language and I find it so interesting that these, um, these Jews from all around the world, they all would have spoken Hebrew. They would have understood uh, the Torah. They would have had a common way of communicating. But God sends the Holy Spirit to make it personal. Just like when Jesus became man, he took flesh. He made it personal. God's love for you, God's message to you, he made it personal. So here, God is saying to, uh, to the, I don't know why I'm looking up there, that's where the map was, God is saying to you, the Parthians, I love you, I love your culture, your language, I'm speaking to you, I love you, Egyptians, you matter to me as much as the Judeans do, and I'm speaking to you, I love the way that I've made you This is for you Asians. I'm not asking you to become like the Hebrews, to understand. I'm blessing your language, and I'm speaking right into your hearts. And he says that to each person today. He says, I want you to know about my son. I want to speak to you in ways you understand. I want to make it easy for you and I'm gonna meet you on your terms and I'm gonna speak to you in your language. This is our generous and extravagant God. I mean, it's unprecedented in world religion. Our God gets personal and wants to speak to us in our language to reveal himself to you. And this is not just about translating words into other languages. Jesus is in the business of speaking the language of your heart. Time and time again in Scripture, we see that Jesus is really keen to reveal himself as an individual's good news. So, for instance, you remember the man that was lying on the mat, paralyzed, and uh, Jesus healed him. But this man, he would have had his whole life being verbally abused by people who thought he deserved what he had because that's what they thought in those days. If you were afflicted, you probably were very sinful or your family was. So he would have been carrying a lot of shame. But when Jesus heals him, he says, your sins are forgiven. So to that man, Jesus spoke his language, the language of his heart, you're forgiven. And he became good news. And the holy spirit which is given at pentecost does this today um, let me introduce you there is a slide introduce you to louise from nottingham this is louise and her husband george and they've got two little kids now in 2015 george was diagnosed with terminal bowel cancer and it was devastating news obviously and they weren't a couple who had a christian faith George declined and he was in hospital and Louise just walked out of the hospital into the car park and shouted into the night sky, God, if you are bleeping, bleeping real, you have got to be there for me. You've got to show me. And then within the next day or two, uh, a total stranger got in touch and said that God has said, I know that you need prayer. And then some really amazing things happened over the next few days. Uh, Lots of words from God came. Like she wrote God a letter in her iPhone notes. Just like, what is all this? I don't understand. And then this newfound friend who'd given this word texted her. As soon as she pressed done on her notes, this text came in. Ping! And it was God answering her letter. Incredible. And then... A couple of days later, George declined further and in the hospital, he reached out his hand to Louise and said, all the pain I've been feeling is gone. And in that room, she says, there was just this incredible feeling of hope. She went out into the car park to shout at God because she was at her wits end with despair. She had no future, two little kids, no future she needed desperately some hope and she said in that room it was just thick with hope but she didn't understand it because she didn't know Jesus but as people told her more about God she knew that that hope had a name and it was Jesus. Jesus spoke Louise's language. He was her good news. Hope is what she needed. She's written a book about this if you're interested. Uh, It's called Hope. (laughs) And uh, I think there's a slide there. I'm not on commission, but she's local um, and she loves telling her story. She tells the story in her language, this language of hope. And people who need to hear that, they hear that message and she speaks their language too. So what about today then, Pentecost 2021? Jesus is longing to speak to more hearts today. He's shown us that the Holy Spirit is there to make that happen, to help his church, that's us, connect with people who are longing for something, but they don't know his name yet. And so I think God wants to set our hearts on fire with how good this news is. And he wants you to speak the language of the gospel to other people. And now you might be thinking, "Eek, I'm not an evangelist. don't start on that one again. But I think we can help the work of the Spirit. Um, I'm going to just ask you a couple of questions. The first one is linked to verse 11 in our text. Uh, the witnesses that were gathered from all over the world that heard the disciples speak in the spirit in their languages, they said we hear them proclaiming the wonders of God in our own tongues. So question, what are the wonders of God in your life? To learn our gospel language, what are the wonders of God in your life? What can you share about the difference Jesus makes to you? Now, this can be a challenging question, can't it, for those of us that have followed Jesus for a long time? Because we're kind of used to it. We're used to him. We're used to his, his influence. So if you're struggling, um, you know, I'm not asking for lists of miracles necessarily, although you might have those. Um, I'm asking for that difference he makes to your life, why he is good news for you. Perhaps it's helpful to think back to that first time, like you heard other St. Nick's members share, that first time it made sense to you. What clicked? What resonated? What connected in your heart as Jesus spoke your language? For Louise, it was hope. For me, uh, it wasn't a hope. It was, I would say, about acceptance. And I have shared how I struggled growing up, um, a bit of a troubled relationship with my dad. So I was very low in confidence. I was a very nervous and shy teenager, uh, lots of social anxiety. I didn't know where I fitted. And then I heard this God was a personal, loving, perfect dad. And suddenly the person sharing this was speaking my language. I needed love, I needed acceptance. I needed belonging, I needed unconditional love. And I thought, right, well, I wanna know this God. I wanna know this Jesus who makes it possible for me to be loved unconditionally by this Father. So that's my gospel language, it's the language of parenthood and acceptance. What's your gospel language, would you say? What are the wonders of God in your life? And the second question is just this, it's are you willing to use your gospel language? Evangelism is such a scary word It really is, I get that. Even for me, who just talks constantly uh, on the radio to lots of people, asked me to, to do an evangelistic sales pitch and suddenly we're all of a flutter. But it's not about a program of events and having all the right words. That's not what the disciples did, is it? What happened on that day of Pentecost? What pushed the word out beyond that group of disciples? It was simply the disciples sharing the wonders of God. We have an amazing opportunity coming out of this pandemic. Questions are being asked. Hearts are bruised. And there is loneliness, confusion. And what should encourage you is that there is more openness to your stories than there ever has been. And I know this from being on the radio. So I know from the reaction on the texts and the phones and the comments that, If we have experts on delivering their neatly packaged information and and expertise, that's fine. But what really engages listeners now are authentic human experiences and stories. We just want to hear from each other. How are you getting through? What works for you? What is the thing that gives meaning? How did you turn that around? Now is the time to share your story and and speak your gospel language. Be encouraged that it's such a good time to offer yourself to God and his spirit who then comes, wraps himself around your words and makes that language matter and speaks it into the hearts of people listening. God's right behind you. In fact, he's inside you. he is in the business of speaking the language of people who need to hear and he is going to use you and he'll be using you in ways that you don't even know but what you really can do is think about why am i a christian what's my language what clicked with me and can i share that then with someone for whom that is also their language you might not feel like you're clear on what the wonders are in your life but I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. It's Pentecost Sunday. Uh, we've got to do that. We've got to wait on the Spirit of God and invite him to come now. And Ben's going to come up and, uh, and lead us in a song. But I'm just going to ask God to come and help us to see where his fingerprints have been in our lives. They're all over our lives. Perhaps we haven't seen them. Perhaps you're feeling apathetic about speaking your gospel language, God can help with that. Let's pray and ask him to give us that buzz that we had when we first decided to follow him. So to begin this time of waiting and listening to God, I'm going to use a prayer from the 24-7 prayer team in an app that is so popular now, Lectio 365, and I'm just going to invite him to come. Creator God, who formed humanity from dust, breathe in me again. Revive me and sanctify me by the power of your Spirit. Set my heart on fire with the good news of your gospel. Come, Holy Spirit. thank you that you're not asking us to to do much (laughs) you're just asking us to to be honest and authentic about who you are in our lives you're not asking us to stand on a street corner and shout it out not necessarily Lord I thank you for the work you've done in all of our lives since we responded to you and said yes Lord take us to those moments where you have made the difference, where you have been good news and you continue to be good news, Lord. And for those this morning that are feeling that uh, that seems a way off, there's been so much that is sat on that good news since then. Lord, I pray that you come and minister your reassurance and your father's uh, hug this morning. Thank you that you love us. We have so much good news. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us. Help us see what we have and set our hearts on fire with the good news of your gospel. Amen.